fix my car When I buy gas, don't get me very far My baby needs some milk to drink And mama wants her wine I get a check each week But I don't know what's mine I'm losing track I don't know what to do I got the budgeting blues Welcome to Sensible Chat, the podcast committed to helping you learn positive money mindsets, destroy debt, reduce financial stress, and break the paycheck-to-paycheck cycle. Our guest professors today are Leo DeCerno and Vasparucci, founders of Lift Rocket, an organization offering financial help for everyone. After class, Sensible Bobby will discuss the five-step budgeting process and how to budget without a paycheck. So right now, let's get to the sensei of savings, the budget whisperer. Here is Sensible Bobby. Thanks, Scott. And thank you for joining me. You know, it's only been two weeks since our last chat, but it feels like a lifetime. Back then, we were seeing bright spots across the country. Everything was reopening, and I, for one, had high hopes of getting back to some semblance of normalcy. But that was not to be. In the last two weeks, we've seen reclosures nationwide, putting many people out of work for a second time and leaving many more hanging in the balance. Not to mention a staggering number of small business owners who are facing the reality that their business may not survive this pandemic. Stimulus and bill assistance programs are expiring, and many organizations are now turning people away because the requests for financial help have overwhelmed their resources. So what do you do now? We've all been impacted in one way or another by this pandemic, so let's try a community approach. Maybe your friends could spare a few bucks to help you out, but the full amount you're short for rent? Not so much. Maybe it's the opposite. You may have a little to spare, but not enough to think you can make a difference. Think again. Lift Rocket provides a unique way to pool our resources and get people the help they need by providing lifts. They call them lifts because it's halfway between a loan and a gift. What a great idea. I'll let them tell you more. Okay, Sensible Budgeters, Sensible University is now in session. Today's guest professors are Leo DeCerno and Vas Perucci, founders of Lift Rocket, the digital community that helps friends, family, nonprofits, and local organizations provide members with a safe, reliable source of funding to meet financial emergencies. Leo and Vaz, thanks so much for being our guest professors today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Here's an excerpt from your website. Quote, we didn't set out to launch Lift Rocket in the middle of a global pandemic and economic catastrophe, but now there are more people than ever that need help. Unquote. So tell me about Lift Rocket. Glad to do that. As you observed, there are absolutely more people than ever that need help. And we thought that called for an innovative solution that was there to help people who fall between the cracks of our financial system. And there are a lot of those people. Mainstream financial institutions cater to probably the top 40% of households in our country. That leaves almost two-thirds of households limited to options like payday lenders and pawn shops. And we thought there's got to be a better way. And our answer to that is community self-help. It lets people meet their financial needs when they have an emergency without paying usurious interest rates or outrageous fees. And unlike crowdfunding, it really works for 
everybody. So you might be familiar with some of the crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. They've become famous because in some cases they raise millions of dollars for a particular cause. That's terrific if you can do that off of a newsworthy story or because you um, have managed to put together a photo that goes viral. But if you're trying to meet ordinary needs, your rent at the end of the month, the utility bill, pay for an unexpected medical expense, the routine needs of life, you need some help to do that. And that's what Lift Rocket is there for. So how did you guys come up with this idea and what is the main goal of it? Well, we like to think of uh, inspiration coming from um, a man named A.P. Giannini. He actually founded Bank of America. So that's now one of the largest financial institutions in the U.S. But back uh, more than 100 years ago, it was a tiny bank in San Francisco catering to immigrant truck farmers. Everyone knows about the great San Francisco earthquake and fire. What happened in the wake of that was that people were destitute. The fire destroyed most homes and businesses in the city, and people needed to rebuild. Unfortunately, most of the financial institutions were also wiped out. Janini had been very lucky. He was able to spirit his gold, the reserves of his bank, out of town to protect them from looters by hiding them in orange crates on the back of a grocery truck. And after he made sure that he had money to lend, he went street to street, house to house, asking people if they needed help and making loans on the spot. And we think we need that now. We need new financial institutions to carry on that spirit. And so our goal is to actually be able to do that for people. You know, I want to get into how Lift Rocket actually works. But before I do that, I should ask you guys about your background, because you you have a lot of financial background. I think that's important for people to know. Great. So I'll start. This is Leo speaking, by the way. So most of my background has been helping large financial institutions manage their business more effectively and grow. So I was a partner at a consulting firm. Bain & Company, you might know that name as the place where the former Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney got his career started. But my job was to help the very largest financial institutions, ones like Citibank and American Express, build on their success. So that's what equips me to run a financial services business today. Voss also has an incredible background. I'll let him describe that. Sure. Thanks, Leo. I started out my career as a portfolio manager at some hedge funds and larger asset managers, so Millennium Partners, and I also worked at HSBC Asset Management and and Ellington Management Group. That helped me understand better how to focus ourselves on the clients and understand what their needs are. And then also kind of started my interest in the financial markets, you know, in a deeper level. Before that, actually, I came from a science background, so I did my PhD in physics at Harvard. And that's what really fueled my interest in technology. So working with LiftRocket and being part of this team has been kind of a perfect mix of finding unique financial products or interesting ideas to help people, but also mixing it with new technology. 
and kudos to both of you for taking all of that education and experience and now using it to focus on people who are immersed in dire financial need and finding a way to get those people the help they need. I think this is uh, a tremendous work that you're doing and certainly perfect timing for it, even though it wasn't planned that way. Who would have known? But I mean, as far as, you know, the coronavirus. So tell me how Lift Rocket works if I need a lift. It's just three easy steps to get a lift. First, what we do is we ask the member to tell us a little bit about themselves, like what they do for a living or, you know, what their hobbies are, maybe what a favorite sports team that they follow or, you know, a group that they belong to, a social group. And the reason we ask these types of questions is one, we find that people who contribute would definitely like to know more about the person that they're, you know, helping out, you know, on a personal level. So the next thing is to tell us your lift story. So what brought you to Lift Rocket? Uh, what do you need it for? And the lift story is the opportunity for a person to share what's going on in their life and, you know, what brought them here in as much depth as they want. Everybody wants to be heard. And especially in times of stress like this, it's essential. And these days we've been seeing a lot of people who need support for COVID-related financial stress, lost jobs or medical expenses, but, you know, we're not limited to these types of causes. And then finally, just invite friends. Invite friends to your cause, to Lift Rocket via email, text, share on your favorite social media platform. They can be close friends. They can be friends of friends. They can be people you've met through your social groups or your social clubs. And that's it. And then over the next two weeks, the contributions come in. And when your lift is completed, uh, you pick it up and the money goes straight to your bank account for ready to use. Okay, so let's walk through the whole process because I was watching a video earlier that kind of went through the process. You sign up, you know, you register with Lift Rocket and you enter the information that you need to for a lift, which is basically what you're looking for the money for and some of your personal story. What does it take to qualify for a lift? So it's really simple. It just takes three friends to help you out. And that, I think, is what's unique about us. When we designed how a lift would work, we said, what is it that's hard for people to do today if they use an alternative like GoFundMe? And the hardest thing is you might not know a lot of people who are in a position to give you money. So we said, let's make this really easy. We want to see that you can get a few people to make contributions. And we kept that down to three because that's a really small number. The amount they need to give you is determined by the size of the lift that you need. But in general, it's really small. We're looking for people who can give you 50 or or $100, no more than that. And then the rest of the funding for your lift comes from something called the Lift Rocket Community Fund. And the idea is that the community fund is kind of like the big brother of your friends who has the resources to get you over the finish line. So three friends get you started. And then the Lift Rocket Community Fund is able to come in and help you get everything that you need. That's awesome. So do these, uh, because like I said, I was watching the video and it gave you a place to enter email addresses of your three friends. Now, do those three friends have to already also be members of Lyft, Rocket? No, not at all. Actually, we make it a very easy way to just bring in friends who aren't part of Lyft Rocket as well. So 
the emails will go out to the three friends you identify and they can click on a simple link and it'll go straight to your particular Lyft campaign. So as a user, as a member of Lyft Rocket, you'll have your own page with your campaign details on there, your Lyft story and, and a little bit about you. And any invited user, potential user, will go straight to that page. So they don't have to have a, a previous membership to Lyft Rocket. Well, that's great because it makes it open to anyone that you, you know, have an email address with that you feel comfortable asking for that help. And it also tells that person about Lift Rocket if they haven't already heard about it so that they can contribute maybe not only to you, but to others in need as well. Now, let's talk about how, like, if I wanted to contribute and let's say nobody had approached me directly, but I just wanted to contribute to Lift Rocket for this community fund for others who need help. When I contribute, do I contribute to a specific person's story? Like, do I pick the person I'm contributing to or does it just go to a general pool or how does that work? That's up to the particular person who wants to contribute. So you have several choices and it's pretty simple. All you do is you come to our website, liftrocket.com, and click on Contribute, and you'll be taken directly to a page where we have all of the different contributing options in front of you. So at the top, you'll see the Lift Rocket Community Fund, and then below it, you'll see all of the other Lift requests, Lift campaigns that are going on at the time. As a contributor, you have a choice. You can pick you know, any one of the campaigns you want to contribute to directly. If you don't uh, and you want to contribute to the community fund directly, you just click contribute next to our, our community fund. And the community fund is designed, as Leo described, to identify Lyft campaigns that have shown community support, but just need the extra boost to get over that hurdle. I think I read that, let's say you need $500, then you would be responsible for getting three people to each contribute $60, and then Lift Rocket would be able to fill in the rest for the total of 500 I think that was an example that I read. Is that accurate, and is that kind of a rule of thumb of, of how it works in terms of how much you're looking for and how much you have to get on your own? Yes, absolutely. That's our whole point is three people can contribute $60 a piece. You know, that's a total of $180. The other 320 comes from the Lift Rocket Community Fund. So this is what we mean about true community self-help is that if you demonstrate that people are willing to help you, the entire Lift Rocket community through the community fund is willing to support you and your team. And so if I follow that, am I guaranteed to get that full $500 or is there some other considerations? Uh, so the only other consideration is, of course, how much we have available at the time you ask for your lift. So our goal is going to be to make sure that the fund is always available to fully fund the lift requests that are coming in at any point in time. Occasionally, there might be times when demand outstrips our available funding. But just to give you an idea of how this works, we think that if everyone who contributes to the fund gives us an average of a $30 contribution to the fund, we'll have enough in the fund to make sure that we can fund every $500 lift request. If you were to double that, if people are able to contribute $60 to the fund, 
we think that we can fund every lift request of $1,000. So there's a lot of power in people working together to make this happen. It's kind of people-powered finance. Think of it as being very similar to some of the political campaigns that have taken off, not because they have multi-million dollar donors, but because they have small donors who all band together and are willing to give a candidate enough money to make their political voice heard. Those campaigns actually succeed by generating an average of about $30 in contributions per person. So we're just applying that same concept to finance. So instead of contributing that $30 to make your political voice heard, contribute that $30 to help someone get back on their feet and make sure that that funding is there for the next person who needs help. Absolutely. That's truly what community is all about, right? And I love how on your website, how it says our vaccine is cooperation. And yeah, right now that is that is so true. And in times of need, if we can help somebody out that needs it, you know, because uh, you never know when you're going to be in need yourself. And that goes to the next thing that I wanted to ask you about, because let's say that I'm contributing because maybe I haven't been impacted as harshly from the coronavirus as someone else has been. So I'm in a position to do that. But then six months down the road, I myself need a lift. How does that work? So you've hit on a really important point. We are a reciprocal self-help organization. So our idea is that everyone contributes and everyone is able to receive. So we hope that when people have the ability, they're willing to contribute to support their friends or to support the community fund. And when they don't, we want you to be able to take advantage of the support that Lift Rocket can provide. It's very challenging. You don't necessarily want to admit that you've fallen into a situation where you need help. Our job is to make getting that help as easy as possible and to make sure that you don't go without because you think it's gonna be too hard. We're there, we're the partner for you. We know that you supported us when you had the means to do it and we're there for you when you need a hand yourself. And I'll just add one more thing, Leo, that was well said. And I, you know, Lift Rocket is a community of equals, right? So people, you know, one day someone who is a contributor could become a Lift recipient and vice versa. And those roles are always changing in society. I mean, there's a lot of studies that show that people come in and out of financial hardships in a cyclical manner. So this is not something where, you know, somebody donates and they walk away. There's an opportunity if they similarly face some hardship, they can come back and and ask for help as well. That's so great. And especially because, you know, when we talk about money, there's a lot of emotion that surrounds money and a lot of shame when people do fall on hard times. And this community is a great way to combat that because if you can get involved with an organization whose sole purpose is to help each other out, and like you were saying, have this reciprocal thing, then it it never has to be a shame issue. It's just, hey, you know, I will help when I can, you help when you can, and let's just keep boosting each other up going forward so there never has to be any shame because who hasn't been there? Who hasn't had some point in their life, be it financial or otherwise, when they needed that lift? And it's great to have somebody else help them out and know that they can reciprocate as well. 
Yeah, and we are very excited about doing this. And that's the reason why we accelerated what we were doing to meet the needs that we find now. Because in this situation, there are more people than ever that need that help. And it just seems like it's overwhelming. First responders need help. People who've been laid off need help. Medical professionals need help. The whole virus situation has stressed every part of our society. So we're just there to provide the easiest possible means to get the help that you need when you need it. That's such a fantastic thing, and I'm so glad that you guys are there and doing this. And I think a really important component that we haven't covered yet is what happens after a person has gotten the lift, gotten the money that they needed, and they've gotten past that emergency. And now the next step is the pay it forward plan. So let's talk about what that is. Well, this is a really easy way to make sure that the lift rocket community can help the next person. So we created a nonprofit organization. It's called the Lift Rocket Community Fund, and it receives pay it forward payments. And a pay it forward payment is really simple. When you receive a lift from us, we take the amount of the lift, we divide it over a period of time. It might be six, 12, or 24 months, depending on the size of the lift. And then we give you an opportunity every month to send us that pay it forward payment. And where they go is directly into the Lift Rocket Community Fund. And that's where they're held so that they're available for the next round of members who need lifts. So that's why we call it pay it forward. You know, the difference between this and let's say you were repaying a loan to a bank is this money isn't going to the bank. This money is going to your fellow Lift Rocket members. And so you have this pay it forward plan set up. And I love the idea because it's not that you are paying back a loan. It's that you are paying it forward, just like it says, so that the next person can get the lift that they need. So what happens if you stumble during this pay it forward plan and cannot pay it forward one month or whatever it is during that time? So the other big difference between this and if you were paying a loan to a bank is this is trust based and ability-based. So we are accepting that you are going to try your absolute hardest to make all of the pay it forward payments. And we also accept that if you're not able to do it, that something has happened that has really gotten in your way. And if that happens, the only thing that we ask is at some point in the future, you catch up on your pay it forward payments. So that's a necessary step to make you eligible for more lifts, but it doesn't work like your relationship with a bank. We're not the people who are going to be hounding you. We are not the people who are going to be taking you to court. We gave you a a lift, not a loan. We hope that everything goes well in your life so that you're able to make your pay it forward plan. But in the end, the worst thing that can happen is we might have given you a gift instead of a lift. And for our community, that's okay too. That is a fantastic 
piece of this uh, and definitely what makes you guys different from, like you said, banks and certainly payday loans. I don't even want to get into those sharks. But that's a fantastic thing. And I really wanted you guys to point that out because I think it's an important piece. And I think it's really important for people to understand that, like you said, it's trust-based. So I would hope that everybody would do their absolute best to respect that trust and treat this organization with the utmost care because you guys are doing a fantastic thing in the people that you help. And the more that we can pay it forward, the better it's going to be for everybody. And I'll just add on that point about trust. It actually turns out that if you look at crowdfunding in general, crowdfunding does a much better job of making sure that people who ask for help are legitimate and trustworthy than banks are able to do making sure that someone is a good credit for a bad credit. Banks would love to be able to have the success rate that crowdfunding does. Sure. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Isn't it? (laughs) I'm really glad to hear that. So I just want to talk about how using Lyft is going to impact your credit score, because this isn't necessarily a loan, but there is information being exchanged. So how, if at all, does using Lyft Rocket and the Lyft program impact your credit score? The first Lyft you process and go through won't affect your credit score at all, because you know we want to encourage people to be part of our community and give it a try without feeling like they're at risk of hurting their credit scores. But when you return for more lifts, we may report those to credit bureaus, but only if we have good news to report. I mean, we're here to help. We don't want to penalize people for coming in and trying our platform. So what we would like to do ideally is find people who are in times of need, help them source that And then if they are successful in their pay it forward plan, be able to report that to a credit agency if it can help them out in future in their life. Wow. What an added bonus. So if I'm signing up for Lyft Rocket, either as someone who needs a Lyft or is providing a Lyft, what information do I need to share? Obviously, we've talked about, you know, the information you're going to share when kind of applying, for lack of a better word, for a Lyft. But in terms of financial information, what of that do I need to share as far as bank account information, that kind of thing? Well, first of all, like if you join Lyft Rocket as a contributor or as someone who's raising money for a Lyft, it's pretty much the same. We don't treat people differently if they're coming in for help or if they want to provide help. So that's the first thing. It's a community of, of equals. Next, we just need some basic information, right? We just need to know name, address, phone number, and email. Just basic contact information to get started. Outside of that, basically the information that you would provide for banking would only be if you are you know, receiving a lift and you'd like money deposited directly to your bank account, we can basically arrange that electronically. Outside of that, we'd like people to share more about themselves and that would be their hobbies or where they're from or what they like to do in their free time. And the basic philosophy around that is that people who can relate to you will believe in your cause more. And if they believe in your cause more, you're more likely to get help from that person. So that's pretty much it. So you guys just got started with this. Do you have other pieces of this that are on the horizon? Or is there anything else that you'd like to share that we haven't covered? Because I want to make sure that we give people as much information about Lift Rocket as possible. Well, thanks for the opportunity to do that. So I think the short answer is that we would like to take the same idea 
of community self-help and apply it to a broad range of financial products. So people need help for a lot of reasons, meeting a lot of financial needs. They can't always meet those needs through a traditional bank or mainstream financial institution. We'll be looking in the future at things like a product that helps make sure that you don't overdraw your checking account because, you know, as you know, overdraft fees can be really enormous and disproportionate. So we want to help people avoid that trap. We have another plan for a payment card that would take the place of a credit card. And that's something that our members also need. You not only need money to meet immediate or urgent things like paying your electric bill, but it might be, I, I just need a card I can use when I'm buying things, especially these days when you know merchants really don't want to process cash anymore yeah. to avoid handling the, the currency. So we are a community. We're going to be asking our community for you know their help and guidance on which of those things they'd like to see us roll out next. But our idea is that we would like to extend our help as broadly as possible wherever there are gaps in what traditional financial institutions can provide. And that'll be our, our mission going forward is to keep doing that. Fantastic. And you guys are a nonprofit organization. So if we're contributing to Lyft, then that is tax deductible, correct? Yes. So the Lyft Rocket Community Fund is a nonprofit organization. The technical term for it is a 501c3. And so your contributions to the fund are tax deductible. Perfect. Okay, so how can people find out more about Lift Rocket? All right, that's the simplest part of this whole thing. Just <laughs> right. go to liftrocket.com, check out our about and our FAQ pages. You'll learn about everything that we do. Register and you'll be a member and you'll be able to see what's going on in the community, who needs lifts. You'll be able to ask for a lift yourself. And the best way for you to be a part of Lift Rocket once you've registered is to download our app. And if there's anything else that you need to know, email us at member.services at liftrocket.com and we will answer your questions. We're very excited to have more people on board. And you're also accessible through Facebook and Twitter. I also saw some videos on YouTube and is there anywhere else on social media? I think you might have covered the waterfront now, but boss, did we leave anything out? Yep, those are the the big ones. All right, great. Leo and Voss, thank you so much for being our guest professors today and sharing just everything about Lift Rocket. Such a great organization, and I really hope that people are going to go and register whether you need a lift or can lend a helping hand. This is a great organization. I really encourage you to check them out at liftrocket.com. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. A great big sensible thank you to our guest professors Leo DiGerno and Vas Perucci, founders of Lift Rocket. You can visit their website at liftrocket.com. It's comforting to know that there are organizations like Lift Rocket working to bring people together and provide financial help at such a crucial time. If you need a lift or are able to give a lift, go to liftrocket.com right now and become part of this community. No matter how little money you have in the bank today or how little you're expecting to get, this is the time to start budgeting if you haven't already. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I don't have enough money to budget or I don't have a regular income, so budgeting can't help me. My answer? 
These are times when budgeting is imperative because budgeting is so much more than planning how to spend your next paycheck. Budgeting is a five-step process. The first step is to create your financial picture. This is just a list of all your bills and expenses with due dates and income you can count on. Now, don't kid yourself about money you may think is coming. Wait until it hits your account. Only use reliable income like a paycheck when you're creating your financial picture. You can get detailed instructions on this step of the budgeting process from my blog post, Creating Your Financial Picture, at sensiblechat.com. Your financial picture is critical because it allows you to see if your expected income is less than your expenses. And if it is, you know how much of a shortfall you're dealing with. I know this is stressful, but it's important because now you can focus on where you really stand and what to do about it. Can you cut expenses? If you can, be specific, write them down, and do the math to see how close you can come to matching your income to your expenses. If you've cut to the bone and you're still coming up short, you're going to need to find more income. But before you start job hunting, don't forget the second step in budgeting. This is the one that often gets overlooked, even though this is the actual act of budgeting. How much money do you have in your account today? Don't ever skip this part. You can and should make a plan for money you know is on its way, but you can only actually budget money you already have. And you need to do this first because it will change how you plan to use the money that's coming. So find out how much you currently have in your account and split it into various categories, beginning with your four walls, food, clothing, shelter, and transportation. This is going to be calming because it means you're not starting from zero. You are budgeting the money you already have. If it turns out you've got enough in your account to buy groceries for the next two weeks, you can use new money for your next highest priority. But you won't have a sense of that unless you can see what you're actually working with. If you're using cash, get some mailing envelopes and split your cash between them for whatever you need most. If you're using a debit or credit card, you can use pen and paper, an Excel spreadsheet, or YNAB as a digital envelope system to split your money into various categories. You can get a 34-day free trial of YNAB, which is truly free. You don't have to provide any credit card information unless you decide to subscribe. The free trial requires nothing more than your name and email address. If you decide to do the free trial, please use the YNAB link on the resources page at sensiblechat.com. Because if you subscribe later on, you'll get a free month and I'll get a free month. Now, how do you budget or split up the money? Use your financial picture to prioritize your bills and expenses. Remember, all of your bills and expenses are broken down into dollar amounts on your financial picture. So this makes it much easier. Once you've budgeted the money that's in your account today, you can move to step three, which is creating a spending plan. Check out my 10-day budget challenge on the resources page at sensiblechat.com for step-by-step instructions on how to create your spending plan. If you've been laid off and are not yet getting unemployment or any other regular income, you'll need to create a priority list instead of a spending plan because you don't know how much money you'll get or when, so the best you can do is have a priority list ready. This way, anytime new money hits your account, no matter how much it is, you can look at your priority list and decide what's most important. 
Then budget that money accordingly. Step four is monitoring. The best planning in the world doesn't work if you don't follow the plan. In order to make sure you're following the plan, you have to look before you spend. You've budgeted all your money into various categories to make sure your necessities are covered. But do you remember how much is in each category? Of course not. If you could keep all that straight in your head, you wouldn't need a written plan. So before you go shopping, think about what you're getting ready to buy and check to make sure there's enough money in your budget. If you don't do this, you're skipping step four and going straight to step five, which is tracking. Now you've got to track your spending to ensure you're not spending more than what's in your bank account. But tracking is after the fact. It's definitely necessary so you know what's left. But what happens if you find out you don't have enough left to buy food? Tracking will tell you there's nothing left to spend, but it won't put the money back in your bank account. If you find out you have nothing left, all you can do is not spend and go hungry. If you monitor your budget before each purchase, you'll know whether you can spend that money in one area without devastating another area of your finances. Monitoring gives you the power to decide ahead of time whether the purchase you're considering is the right choice for you. Step five, of course, is tracking. Tracking is very important because it allows you to keep your budget up to date. Every time you spend, it reduces the amount of money you have available in any given category. You need this information so you can effectively monitor when it's time to make your next purchase. Tracking also helps you create future spending plans or revise your priority list. Because if you still have money left in, let's say, your groceries category and new income hits your account, you can budget that money to another category further down your priority list because your groceries are already covered. But if you're not tracking your spending, you won't have a clue what you've got left to work with. And you could easily go negative in your account, triggering those nasty overdraft charges. So you can see that budgeting actually is a five-step process. And if you follow all these steps, you'll have all the knowledge you need to make intentional and informed decisions about your money, which I assure you is going to bring a certain level of calm. If you need help getting started or want someone to walk you through the budgeting process step by step, reach out to me. I'm always happy to help. Remember, budgeting is not hard. It's just math. Changing a mindset is what trips most people up. But if you're ready to take control of your financial life, you might find it a bit easier to change your mindset and live a less stressful financial life. So until next time, remember, do the math, live the life. That does it for this episode of Sensible Chat with your host, Sensible Bobby. Links for all the resources mentioned can be found in the show notes for this episode at sensiblechat.com. That's sensible with a C. While you're there, find your favorite app to be sure and never miss a show. On social media, look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you need help with your budget or want to share your thoughts, reach out to Sensible Bobby through the contact page at sensiblechat.com. That's sensible with a C. Thank you.